0: child, let me back a little farther as a child, um, that my pastor, uh, Pastor Judd, um, often referred to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost, and as a child, in my mind, I immediately went to Casper. Um, and some of you may not know who Casper the Friendly Ghost is. That was before your time. Um, However, I found out that Casper has been around since 1945 and is still available today for you to watch Casper the Friendly Ghost if you choose to. Um, uh, He's this white puffy, friendly little TV cartoon character uh, from my childhood. And the more I've read, the more I've studied, um, the more I research in the Bible, the more I found out otherwise the Holy Spirit is not Casper the Friendly Ghost. Um, If you're in this room this morning or listening... And you desire victory over trouble, trials, sin, sadness, depression, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is that is your problem the answer to your problems will be found in these messages over the next five or six weeks. I also, after salvation, I'm at the ripe old age of 19 years old. Obviously, the enemy does not want these messages, and I can just tell you that I I know that because I know that these next six messages is the answer to you having your victory in your Christian walk. Um, And the reason I say that is because at the age of 19, I got saved. You've heard my story after my grandfather passed away. And yet I was raised, from, from that day forward, the church I attended after I was called to preach, um, preached more about righteousness than they did relationship. And I can tell you trying to live righteous is not the answer. It's, it's what, what is happening is we are preaching to the sin instead of the solution. The sin instead of the solution. There is a solution that will help you to lead a righteous life, but it's not guilt and shame about the acts that you're trying to live. And that may not make full sense to you, but to clean up the outside... Christ even said, is whitewashing over the problem and also not dealing with the solution. There is a solution and it's called relationship. And I know Christians, well, maybe Christians, because this is not my word, it's God's word, But I know Christians who have cleaned up the outside, and I hope they're Christians, but do not, do not bear the fruit of the Spirit, which is evidence of salvation. They may put on a tie, they may wear a suit, they may put on their dresses, they may fix their hair a certain way. They may carry a great big king james bible which was part of my previous life they may have not they may not be running and smoking and chewing with those that do but they don't show the fruit of the holy spirit in their life and let me tell you if you're sitting in this room this morning and you have all the outside evidence, and you have a problem with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, you might want to go back and check and make sure that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Or you're just trusting your water baptism or joining a church. Or some other form of religion. Because if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you and it will change your love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, kindness, and self control. Because the problem with righteousness. And it being a sin of whatever keeps you from living righteously is the fruit of the Spirit may not be in you and you have no self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. All that was free. Now for the message. The Holy Spirit is not a ghost. The Holy Spirit is... uh, Is is a real person, deity, God, part of a triune being of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You say, but preacher, I I was taught differently. Let me apologize for whoever you were taught wrong. My goal is to see what the Bible has to say and clear up all confusion and put to bed once and for all our relationship is with a person and that person and power is the Holy Spirit of God for us to live the Christian life. I was raised during a time that we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit much because at that time there was a charismatic movement in the late 70s and early 80s that all the Holy Spirit was was some fanaticism that was built up in churches somewhere where people were speaking in tongues, doing faith healing, and attributing all this to the Holy Spirit. Right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm not to debate that, but I'm telling you this morning that the Holy Spirit is a person that lives inside of you and is there to help you live the Christian life and guide you daily, hourly, and instantly about your decisions and what is the will of God for your life. I want you to see what the Bible says, and we'll be doing a lot of scripture. In doing, the first thing you must establish is, is the Holy Spirit is God? He is deity he is part of the Trinity and he is an, in, an eternal being eternal being that's very important he's not a ghost that came on the scene when Jesus ascended. when Jesus ascended to heaven before that happened he gave us certain words, and a major part of the Christian church is the delusion that is attributed to what Jesus said in John 14, that that's the first time the Holy Spirit was ever come into, in, into uh, being, and that's not true. I want to read John 14, verses 15 through 20, and you can follow with us. If you love me, keep my commandments. It's kind of funny that that's the first words in these verses. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Helper, notice that. Someone to help you to do what? Keep his commandments. Commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Why another helper? Because Christ is getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to ascend. That he may abide with you for how long? Forever. An eternal being. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. That's very important. Your unsaved friends and family does not have the Holy Spirit. You are baptized into one body, and that body is the church, the Christianity that we profess by the Spirit of God at the time of salvation. Non-Christians do not understand, do not have that, and we'll deal with that more as we go through this series that the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He what dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Notice that change from He to I, describing as part of the Trinity. This triune God. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Talking as Christ, des- describing himself as the Holy Spirit, a triune God. At that day you will know that I am in my Father now he's comparing himself to clearing it plain as day. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you in me and I in you. You will notice that these are all red letters. This is Christ himself speaking. And not that red letters have any more importance than any of the rest of it because it's all God's Word. Every bit of it. Every page from cover to cover. A God-breathed book. And we we may study that at some point in time during this series. But, But at least Jesus spoke this and just prior to his death, burial and resurrection... So I would think one would believe what Jesus said, realizing it's not my words, it's Christ's words. The personality of the Holy Spirit. Notice in verse 16, he may abide with you. He, not talking about a ghost, talking about a person. He, a person. And notice also, he will abide with you forever. He is eternal and has always been and always will be around. Not just showing or coming on the scene whenever Christ mentioned this prior to his death, burial, and resurrection. The world doesn't know him. Everyone doesn't understand, and if you're sitting here this morning, you say, this is so confusing, I don't understand. Maybe it's because the Holy Spirit does not live in you, does not illuminate this to you, because you can't understand, because you don't know him, and he doesn't live in you until you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You don't see him because they are not saved. That's why that the world cannot. But you, those of you that that believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, those of you that have said, Yes, Lord, I trust you. If I make it to heaven, it's not on my righteousness. It's on your righteousness that paid the price for my sin when you were nailed to a cross That God accepted as the payment, and I believe you rose again. I've put my faith in you, and so you know him because he is with you, and he is in you, according to verse 17. Then listen to verse 20 closely. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Jesus talking says, I am in you. So if it's the Holy Spirit that is in you, there is proof positive that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God is one being. So to have a relationship with Jesus is to realize that the Holy Spirit and Jesus are one and Jesus lives in you as does God live in you and God the Holy Spirit. We used to have this little saying, what would Jesus do? I don't know, ask him, he lives inside of you. I am in you. The Holy Spirit, the triune God, and I'm, I'm making a big deal out of it because people slight the Holy Spirit off to being some ghost, somebody that's only there for these, these miraculous happenings and miraculous things. In fact, it's Jesus that died on the cross that lives inside of you, and we've got to get that in this up here if we expect us to have a relationship with him. God lives in you. It is of the highest importance that we decide and understand that the Holy Spirit is deity, a divine person, part of the Trinity. He is not simply some mysterious, miracle, uh, wonderful power that we in our weaknesses, we in our times of trouble and ignorance are somehow supposed to get a hold of and use. That's not the function of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is a real person. Jesus Christ, divine, holy, divine, wise, divine, mighty, and powerful, who in fact, you don't get a hold of him, he gets a hold of you and uses us for God's divine purpose in our life. He has knowledge, he has feelings, he has uh, uh, emotions, and he has a will. All characteristics assigned to the Holy Spirit in the Bible showing us the personality and the person of the Holy Spirit. A person. Many acts, acts of the Holy Spirit, Uh, Only a person can perform and are ascribed to the Holy Spirit and prove that he is an eternal being. He didn't just, when Christ mentioned this, in John 14 come into existence at that time. He's eternal from the beginning. And you'd say, "But, but there is no Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. That is simply not true. It's not true. In fact, in Genesis 1 and 2, the very first verses in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, in the beginning, (laughs) that's in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I don't care what the scientist says. Let God be true and and what? Every man a liar. In the beginning, God created. You're not a tadpole. Your birthright doesn't go back to a monkey. Well, maybe yours does, but bless God, mine don't. Because I don't believe that garbage. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Notice the next words. And the Spirit of God, there he is, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters in the beginning. So he didn't just come In John chapter 14 or in Acts 1 as Christ ascended. He's been there from in the beginning. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, God's word describing him as eternal, through the eternal spirit, wow, offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. There's his purpose, to cleanse your conscience. Forgiveness. It's, God is not the author of guilt and shame, by the way. If you're a Christian living with guilt and shame, you're not believing the fact in your heart and in your head that you're forgiven. You're not, Linda asked me maybe this morning or, or yeah, was it this morning? Am I going to go and someday stand before God and Him have a list of all my sins? No. Not if you're a child of God. Because that is under the blood. And when Christ, God, the Holy Spirit forgives you of your sins, They're cast as far away as the east from the west to be remembered no more. Christians are not going to stand before God and and be held accountable for their sin. That was settled on the cross, and when you knelt, driving down the road or wherever it was you put your faith and trust in Christ, put under the blood, never to be brought up against you no more. It's your works, your works, what you do as a Christian, as far as serving him, that is going to you're going to stand before God and 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 you'll see that. The great white throne judgment that you read about in the book of Revelation is not for Christians. The judgment for Christians you find in 1 Corinthians, and it's, we describe it as the beman seat of Christ, or bema seat of Christ, where Christians are going to be judged for their works and receive crowns for their works, or it's going to be as wood, hay, and stubble burned up and cast away because your motives were wrong. But you're not even going to go, be able to go around in your pride wearing all these crowns stacked up on your head. Because you're going to cast him back at his feet because he's going to receive the glory, not you. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, ten eleven. 10, 11. Eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared to those who love him. But God has revealed them How? To us, Christians. To us, through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, and deep things of God. He knows his Bible well because he is the Bible. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God and the Word was with God. Go read it. In John chapter one, that's revealed that uh, revealed them through His Spirit. But the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the man? Well, that, the Spirit of a man—that's that's right. Which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God that is in you. You say, I don't understand my Bible. Well, first get out of Leviticus if you're a new Christian. Go over and read the book of John or start with Matthew in the New Testament. It's easy. It's where Christ was born. It picks up and starts through the New Testament. It's not near as confusing. You say, but there's just things I... Have you ever prayed and said, God... Help me to understand what I don't understand? Think about that. If if I wrote a book and you were reading the book I wrote and you come to a part that you didn't understand, who would be the best person to talk to about that book? The author, myself. If you don't understand everything you read in your Bible, it might be encouraging to you to ask the author, the Holy Spirit, about the things you don't understand, and it's called a process of illumination. He turns the light on, aha, to you about what the Bible says. You say, but some of the things that you're talking about I've never heard before. I didn't write it. I'm just reading it. The Holy Spirit illuminates. It is the Holy Spirit of God that reveals the things from the Word of God to us. But if you never read the Word of God, He's not going to illuminate anything to you. You're going to have to blow the dust off that thing. Get it out and read it. At least get you a devotion and do something daily where God can speak to you through His Word by the who? The Holy Spirit of God. You, you want victory? You want, you, you want to get out from under the chains of bondage that hold you? Read that Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate you and to help you through the things of life daily. There's a song out. I've started sending it to people. Somebody sent it to me. And I've, I've started doing the same. Speak Jesus. Man, just start speaking Christ into your life whenever you're facing trials, tribulation, trouble, suffering, problems. Because He, the Holy Spirit, will make a difference and help you. That's His role, to be your helper, your comforter, to give you direction according to God's will. The Holy Spirit of God reveals things to us from the Word of God. You say, but, preacher, my friends and family don't understand. You didn't listen. They're never going to understand if they're not saved. My, My family thought I was nuts. 19 year old kid had the best job in all the world. I just got hired as a machinist, making a union wage which in 1975 or 6, that was big bucks. I left my job with two kids and went to work for $250 a week. My mom, she's probably listening this morning, and others in my family worried themselves sick and thought I was crazy. But it was a leading of the Holy Spirit because God had a plan for my life. Yeah. Amen. A calling. Some people, some preachers, mama called and papa sent. I thank God that there's some that the Holy Spirit of God called them into the ministry. God did. Makes a difference. Romans chapter 8. Your family doesn't understand. They don't know him. First, let's, let's back up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to prove that to you. It's not just my words. It's some, the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 14 says, but the natural man is talking about the unsaved. It's talking about those who have never put their faith and trust in Christ does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. There's people thought I was foolish whenever I quit my job to become uh, a pastor full-time in ministry. There's folks thought I was crazy when I quit my job to become a pastor the second time here full-time in ministry. Their foolishness to them. It's amazing what God's word says when we read it. Nor can he know them. This natural man can't know them because they are what spiritually discern. In other words, they don't have a clue. The unsaved does not understand and they cannot understand why. Because the Holy Spirit of God is not living in them to reveal the things of God to them. I sat sat with Mary Ellen's dad. He had probably read his Bible through as many times as I had. And yet he would say there's just some things, as I'd set his chair there, and I'd sit right beside of him. And he'd say, but there's just some things I fully don't understand. And I, I'm not going to be condemning or condescending. I want to say it's because you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. That's what it is. Because it's the Holy Spirit that illuminates And once you trust Christ, it's the instantaneous miracle of a moment. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you're saved eternally, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you to help you to understand. Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is not merely, though, an influence that illuminates our mind to comprehend the truth, but a being himself who knows the truth and is able to help us in our weaknesses. Hmm. If you're a Christian... And you have issues and struggles. Everything from depression to addiction to loneliness to illness, you name it, and all in between. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us in our weaknesses. And if you ever think that you're going to get victory over your problem by yourself, you're wrong. There is no self-help that can help you above and beyond what the Holy Spirit can do through you if you depend on Him, talk to Him, pray to Him, about helping you. Why? Because it's the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. I told you before. I I, I, I smoke two packs of cools a day. Hardest thing in my life ever to give up with smoking. I had started smoking cools because that is the closest thing to pot that I could find. Just being serious. And I'd be driving out the road at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. I'd throw them out the window. I'm done with these things. I have literally got home, went in the house, get back in my car, drive back out the road, and look for them alongside the road with a flashlight. That's how bad I had it. You want to know how I got victory over it? Holy Spirit of God, please take this away and give me self-control over my problem. I'm not, I, I'm not condescending or condemning. If you smoke, if you want to kill yourself, that's all right. I've seen what cigarettes do. My dad died with lung cancer and throat cancer. I, I, I didn't want it around my kids. I didn't want to smell like a burning leaf pile. There was just things about them that, that, to me, that I got to quit this. And let me tell you something else, you Pharisees and hypocrites, it didn't happen the day I got saved either. I struggled for years. I was a closet smoker. You say, what's that mean? (laughs) I'd go hide because I didn't want other Christians, those Pharisees and hypocrites that didn't think smoking was part of the self-righteousness that I needed to quit. But when I got victory is because the Holy Spirit of God helped me and took away the desire. I didn't have to use patches. I didn't have to use mints. I didn't do anything. At some point, the Holy Spirit said, here, I'll help you with this and give you self-control. If we get victory... Over the things in our life, it's because the Spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. (laughs) Wow. If you got everything you prayed for, you'd be a mess. God, I need a new Corvette, I need a new this, I I couldn't afford the insurance on that stuff. God knows what I, I need and what I don't need, what I can have and what I can't have. What I should and should not do. We don't know what we should pray for, but what? The Spirit himself makes intercession for you, for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you realize he's praying for your success in your Christian walk? He's praying to God that you get success in your walk. Now he who searches the hearts, hmm knows what the mind of the Spirit is because He makes intercession for the saints. Not for you to get your new Corvette. Not for you to have your, whatever it is that you're coveting according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit is praying for you that you have success as a saint according to the will of God. Hmm. Wow. Think of that. What He helps us in our weaknesses. He loves us the same as God loves us that, that, that sent his son for us. He loves us the same as Christ loves us. He died for us, Christ did, was buried and rose again for our sin, and it's the Holy Spirit of God that loves us, according to Romans fifteen thirty, Just as much as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and He's praying for you that you live in the will of God. Hmm. It's the Holy Spirit that draws you John six forty four. no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me, Jesus' words again, who sent me draws him. If you're in this room this morning and you're a Christian, it's because the Holy Spirit of God sought you. He pursued you. He spoke to you and drew you unto the Father. How does that happen, preacher? It happens because the Holy Spirit draws us. He he seeks us. He comes looking for you, sitting here this morning. Why? Because he loves you and longs for you to be saved. You say, but but is everybody going to get saved? I don't know, but everybody's going to get an invitation because he loves you. He wants you to trust Christ. He wants you to believe the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. You say, but what about the elect of God? It always comes up. People say, yeah, but there's some going to be saved and some are not. Let me tell you who the elect of God are. Big sign in front of heaven. The elect of God. What's that mean? That means when you walk through the door... If you'll look up on the other side, it's going to say whosoever will. Whosoever will put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ are the elect of God as the Spirit draws them. You say, that's contradictory to something I've been taught. Sorry. Sorry. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. You say, does God know who's going to get saved and who's not? Well, he wouldn't be God if he didn't. But that doesn't mean that he wants someone to go to hell. He desires some to get saved and some. No. Peter cleared all that up, not willing that anyone should perish, but that all would come to repentance. It's your choice if you spend eternity in hell, especially to those sitting in this room this morning because you just heard the gospel and are going to have the opportunity to receive him. And I'll promise you, if you're sitting in this room this morning or listening online, if you're unsaved, the Holy Spirit of God is drawing you, speaking to your heart about your need. Because that's what he does. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is part of the trinity and deity of God. He loves us. He lives inside of us. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, think about that, lives inside of you. And whenever you succumb to temptation... Maybe it's because of the fact that you've not surrendered fully to the Holy Spirit and that you realize even that He's there to help you and are not asking Him for that help. It would be like me trying to pick that speaker up if it weighed a couple hundred pounds by myself when John's sitting right there. And say, hey, John, would you help me lift that up? That's what the Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit, would you help me with this problem in my life? And if you are not seeking His help and obeying His voice, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in other messages, then you're not getting the help that is there for you with the Spirit. He loves us, He lives inside of us, He's there. He is with you always if you are a follower, a believer, a child of God, saved, all one in the same. He is with you always. Did you get that? You say, but I, I've, I've, I, I'm not in the place I was before. I'm doing things now that I shouldn't have done Yeah, we all do. Maybe not to the same extent, but he's still there. He's still inside of you. I spent 20 years after being an assistant pastor, a youth director, bus director, visitor. You name the titles, I had them. Child ministry head, I'd have 200 screaming heathens in, in a gymnasium between the ages of eight and twelve. You trying to you talk about trying to you're worried about controlling twenty. Let me tell you how hard it is control two hundred. But I spent twenty years after that. I didn't lose my salvation. There was never a day in twenty years that the holy spirit of god wasn't speaking to me you say but i don't hear that you're not saved it's that simple because what you're really doing if you're a child of the god a child of god and you're going down the wrong road the holy spirit puts roadblock roadblock orange cone orange cone orange cone barricade and you're barreling right on through them He's telling you the bridge is out. I'm going to go back and do the things i had done before. Peter went fishing. Jesus came after him. He comes after you because he lives inside of you. And you're just barreling through the roadblocks. We have a constant companion, a helper, a confidant, a consoler, a counselor, a comforter. Our relationship with Jesus, with God, is through the person of the Holy Spirit. Someone that is the Word of God. He knows the Word of God. He knows the will of God for your life. And He has your best interest at heart. And the question becomes, are you listening? Will you follow Him? Will you hear what he's telling you to do and obey and trust him with your life. That old song, trust and obey, there's no other way. That's a true statement. He prays for you to do the right things and if you are saved, it is because he drew you unto himself, he loves you and wants to have a relationship with you, not a righteousness self Get that? Righteousness is the right thing, but you can't do it yourself. It's the Holy Spirit that helps you. So why today would you resist one who feels that way towards you? The one who is speaking to everyone in this room individually right now as only he can. the question becomes then will you respond and surrender according to the Holy Spirit's leading or are you just going to barrel right on through the gold orange barrels are you going to drive through the roadblocks destroy your life you'll come around sometime if you're a child of God Or he'll call you home eventually. Just that simple. Let's stand. Father God, I pray this morning.